the OTB Podcast Network. Well, here from Cushendall in Antrim or Mount Sinai in Watford, this is what it's all about. And get this, the all-new OTB Sports app. Off the Ball, Ireland's premier sports channel, now has a new home, featuring the biggest names in Irish and world sports. Podcasts, interviews, news, commentary, analysis, plus almost 20 years of sporting archives. All free and ready when you are, at home or on the go. The new OTB Sports app. Download it now from the App Store and Google Play. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yes! Louder! Show me the money. That's it, brother. You got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Ah, show me the money. Keen Fahey of The Snap, our NFL podcast. Hello, that is Jerry Maguire. Nobody needs to know that. Uh, inspired by Lee Steinberg, super agent Lee Steinberg, who has done it again. Patrick Mahomes screaming, show me the money, down the phone to Lee Steinberg. And Steinberg has delivered. Talk to me. If you know Patrick Mahomes' voice, that would be a very, very funny reenactment because he has a very kind of squeaky, weird-sounding voice. But, but yeah, it's um, this obviously headline news, ma- major uh, move for all over the world is kind of talking about this. I, I do think there's very important details we need to discuss. Like, if you just look at the headline, it's Patrick Mahomes signs a 10-year contract extension worth $500 million. And that sounds amazing. And it is an amazing contract. But when you actually look at the details of it, it's a little bit different. So if we compare it to, let's say, a professional soccer player in the Premier League, you could say, let's Virgil van Dijk makes £250,000 a week on a 52-year or 52 weeks of the year on a four-year deal. That's all pretty much when you talk about NFL contracts, there's such thing as guaranteed money. There's such thing as non-guaranteed money. There's bonuses. There's bonuses based on being on the roster. And what this 10-year extension actually is, overall, it's a 12-year deal where the Chiefs have an option every couple of years to keep him. The reason it's not really that significant is because Patrick Mahomes is an amazing quarterback who everyone expects to be the best quarterback in the league for the next 10 years. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is 24 years of age. He is with the Kansas City Chiefs. They won the Super Bowl. He was named Super Bowl MVP. That was their first championship in 50 years. Uh, They beat the 49ers at 31-20. And he is clearly an unbelievable talent. So this made sense all around. Take us into the, the nuts and bolts of the deal then. Like... For a start, I know in the past two decades, only a handful of NFL players have, have even received a 10-year-plus deal. And be that Brett Favre or Michael Vick or others, they haven't even come close to making their, their 10 years. I mean, the odds on Mahomes just seeing this 10-year thing out is uh, far from a guarantee. So uh, talk to us about like, like some of the incentives and, and how this will play out over the 10 years. So the way the NFL structure works is over the first four years, you have a signing bonus that prorates. So that means all that money is guaranteed no matter what he gets that money. Normally, it's something like, let's say you sign a $45 million contract over four years. Half of that will be in the signing bonus. It's guaranteed. It's split into four. One is given to you each of the first four years. The rest of it is in salary. So if you get cut after two years, you get all of that money in the bonuses and the salary you lose out on. So you can sign a $50 million deal where you get $20 million over the first two years and the other $30 million at the end you never actually see. In Mahomes' case, he's going to finish out his rookie contract for the next two years and then his actual new contract kicks in. Uh, first off, the there's $25 million in this is 
I think it's either it's win the Super or win the MVP, and he gets five million each year or whatever it is, one point two five million each year. So that money is basically funny money. That really doesn't really exist because you don't expect them to win the Super Bowl every year, win the MVP every single year. So you're already down to four seventy. So now when you look at the actual salaries and the actual bonuses, it's a lot of roster bonuses, and the roster bonuses. On the 3rd of June or whatever date it is in the offseason in a given year, they, if Mahomes is on the roster, his money becomes guaranteed for that year and the year after. So in 2027 or 2025, whichever one it is, his salary and his roster bonus is $60 million or something crazy like that. So if he's on the roster that year, he's guaranteed that money. But let's say the worst happens. He tears both his ACLs and his shoulders shot and basically what happened to Cam Newton where he just nose dives completely his career goes goes in the wrong direction and the Chiefs realize oh we have to move on from him we have no choice or his performance well the unlikely thing is his performance drops off completely I don't think that's going to happen based on what he's done so far yeah. so if he does have a devastating injury the Chiefs can protect themselves they're going to have to pay him that salary for the year the next salary for the year after which will turn out to still be a lot of money it'll be something like 50 or 60 million dollars but it's not the 500 million that's being talked about. So as long as Mahomes stays healthy and effective, yeah, he will make 470 million, something monstrous, probably closer to 418, 490. If he gets hurt, he's going to lose out on a huge amount of money. He's guaranteed 160 million dollars because some, that's the money that's injury guaranteed. So if he gets cut because he can't pass a physical because he's not fully healthy, then he gets that money no matter what. The problem for Mahomes here is. He, well, it's not even a problem. Like, it's a nice problem to have when you're talking about $500 million. But the problem here is the NFL's market in general has risen over the last 10 years. Like, the Michael Vick contract, I believe, was 10 years, $100 million. That's a completely different level of wealth to what we're talking about right now. Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff, two middle-of-the-roads, below-average quarterbacks, are making $30 million a year, $32 million a year. And that's only rising now. So Patrick Mahomes has settled at $45 million per year. That's where he's going to be for as long as the Chiefs want him to be there. He no longer has the threat of free agency. He can no longer push to go, to go into an open market. All he has now is a no-trade clause, which is completely worthless to him because so long as he's playing well, the Chiefs are going to want, aren't going to want to trade him. So as long as he's not playing well, they're just going to cut him. They're not going to be trying to trade him. So from Mahomes' point of view, he's basically sacrificed the potential to make a billion dollars to make 500 million dollars in, in the hopes of that but he's also given up some of his freedoms in the in the process it's not cut and dry deal where you get 500 million dollars definitely and you have to just fulfill the obligations of your contract i saw espn compared the richest contracts in sports and you look at canelo alvarez's deal where he got 11 fights five years all that money guaranteed 367 million dollars i think it was that's a much, much better contract, even though the big number isn't there because of all these details that come into it. It's been compared to some baseball contracts as well. Baseball contracts are fully guaranteed. Bryce Harper signs a 10-year, $330 million contract. He's getting $330 million over 10 years no matter what. That's just not the case in the NFL. Okay. You've given us a really good breakdown of this deal, Keen, this historic deal, record-breaking deal. And it's as I suspected, to be honest, in advance of talking to you, Franchise owners are not in the habit of giving their players any more than they have to or foolishly parting with their money. So we have seen exponential growth in sports contracts, as you've outlined, the Michael Vick case being a good example. And Scottie Pippen, for one, certainly regretted signing that seven-year deal. Everybody's pretty au fait with that situation uh, post the last dance. I suspect Mahomes will ultimately be happy enough. I mean, as you've said, 
guts of half a billion is probably as good as a billion in some respects. Why has he gone for this deal, do we suspect? I mean, why not sign for three, four years and then look to uh, make, uh, you know, another huge jump three, four years down the line? Is there, is there something in his personality whereby he, he, he just wants to get this done? Has he, has he spoken about why they've gone down this route? Well, his father was a baseball player. He mentioned that. And I, I think, like, well, you have to understand what he's talking about, this long-term security, this long-term goal, this long-term idea of what your path is going to be. I get to stay where I am. I don't have to think about moving my family. I don't have to think about where I'm going to live for the next decade. Mm. That's all very, very positive and, and very much what you want. He's also looking at it from the point of view of, I no longer have to worry about anything anymore financially. If I get injured, it does not matter. Whereas coming off a rookie deal, you could get injured next year, and rookie deals, like... They're not anywhere close to the money they used to be. He would probably come away with, like, when you consider taxes, agent fees, draft, or all the draft preparation, all that stuff, he'd probably come away with $10 million, which is still $10 million. Mm. But that's why these athletes end up going broke sometimes. So with Mahomes, you also have to look at his injury history. He had a very serious knee injury last year that only kept him out for around a month during the regular season. But at the time, it looked devastatingly bad. And it was kind of a shock that he actually came back and played in the playoffs at all. So when you're playing that sport and you're seeing guys' careers end so suddenly, so so often, like the average length of a career in the NFL is three years. Yeah. When you look at Andrew Luck, he retired not necessarily because of his injury, but he was battered because of his injury. You look at Cam Newton, his career has gone off a, uh, off a cliff. You look at Robert Griffin III, who's now the backup to Lamar Jackson. These injuries happen all the time. So you get this sense of security. You're set up for the rest of your life. You can just fully focus on football. Mm. Obviously, getting hurt would still be an awful, awful thing. Mm. But it, when it happens, you don't have to worry about any of the financial ramifications. Okay, so there's a logic on both sides. Uh, to what extent then, before we get on to Cam Newton, to what extent does this set Kansas up to dominate in a very serious way over the next decade? Well, the next two years in particular, because one of the one of the talks this offseason was about Sammy Watkins and whether he was going to leave the offense. They got to keep him. He didn't have to take a huge pay cut as far as I know. This is a contract extension, so it kicks in in two years. They have not added, like they've added, I think, $600,000 to their cap this year. That means they're not impacting anyone else on the roster. No one else has to be caught. No one else has to leave the team. When you look at other other or other teams that are comp- contending, the, the 49ers, for example, had to trade away uh, the Forrest Buckner this offseason for a first-round pick to get cheaper on the defensive line. They're paying Jimmy Garoppolo a huge amount of money right now, so it makes it difficult to build out the rest of the roster and fill in everything else. The Chiefs now, for the next two years, have the best quarterback in the league, or at least top two with Lamar Jackson, uh, and they have all this cap space and flexibility to build their team out as much as possible. They're already the best team in the league, and now they're so well run, they can maximize everything else around them. The difficulty comes in four or five years, and that's when you're going to have to really, really uh, make difficult decisions. There's going to be guys like a guy like Chris Jones right now, who's their defensive tackle, who's on the franchise tag, who they want to sign to a long-term deal, but they can't get the deal done because it's an expensive thing to do. He wants to hit free agency to maximize his market and make as much money as possible. That will be an impossible deal to make in a couple of years. The only saving grace for them is the cap has risen and risen and risen over the years. If that continues to grow, that will give them more and more opportunities. One of the key details of this contract with Mahomes, when it was first announced that it was 10 years, everyone expected it to be a percentage of the salary cap. It's not that. It's It's a set price. It's a set dollar amount. 
So if the cap keeps rising and Mahomes' salary stays the same, the actual uh, cost of this contract becomes cheaper and cheaper the further we get into it. And that, in the end, could, could actually wind up saving them money in 2025, 2026, 2027 and onward. Mm-hmm. Assuming Mahomes continues to play brilliant football, this could be a masterstroke in the long term. But obviously there's risks involved in everything they do. From, from a Chiefs perspective specifically, this is a really well-run team. Andy Reid is an outstanding head coach. He's an outstanding, he's more than that really. We would probably, like a director of rugby type of role is what we compare it to. He's making decisions that are much, much higher above just coaching on the field or just coaching during games. He's molding this whole franchise in an identity he wants and he's brilliant at it. So they're set up for the next 10 years to be one of the best teams in the league. We're talking here with Keen Fahey. So that's Patrick Mahomes and his potentially and I emphasise the potentially half a billion dollar deal. Cam Newton then, a player who broke the mould when he came on the scene, Keen, he was drafted number one by Carolina in 2011. 2015, utterly dominant, NFL's most valuable player. He's 31 years of age now. A new coach uh, has gutted the roster and the Panthers released Newton in March, admittedly with a pandemic, maybe not an ideal time to be released, but he's been hanging around a while and eventually... The Patriots and Bill Belichick have said, okay, let's do this. One season contract. Uh, Talk to us about the rise and, without me overemphasizing things, but the rise and fall of Cam Newton's stock. So Cam came into the league as uh, just this. He was at Florida originally in college. Uh, He got kicked off that team. He went to Auburn, just dominated college football for a year, took over everything. He's this six foot five a 22 stone quarterback who's just all athlete there's no fat in him he's a dominant dominant football player during his prime during his early years he just out physicaled everyone he was able to run over everyone and he threw the ball further than anyone else he was stronger than everyone else and he was as fast as anyone else in the league and that's how he became this rushing threat he then slowly developed into this really precise pocket passer this really intelligent quarterback a guy who's great poise in the pocket who moves his feet really well to make passing plays work when they shouldn't and one of the major problems the Panthers had was building an offense around him because they just couldn't get the talent in. Like this offense that he's joining in New England would probably be the best supporting cast he's ever played with and this is famously not one of the best Patriots supporting casts of, of all time. This is not one, like this is the group that was getting blamed for Tom Brady not playing well last year. So he he had his big year in 2015, got to the Super Bowl, won the MVP, didn't win, lost to the Broncos in the end. His receivers in that game dropped about 95 yards worth of passes, so it wasn't really on him, but as the quarterback and as a kind of a, a guy who's projected as a controversial quarterback, even though he's never really done anything bad, the worst thing he's ever done is dancing, and that just bothers America for some reason. Mm. Uh, that was the point he got to blame for everything, even though he was at the peak of his powers. And he had another half season after that where he was really good, but then he injured his shoulder. And once his shoulder was injured, he played through it, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And that led to having his first shoulder surgery. And a shoulder, a shoulder surgery as a quarterback is the worst thing you can possibly have. The amount of stress that you have to throw the ball, the amount of endurance you need in that shoulder, the stamina or just the ability to make those throws 600 times a year, 1,000 times a year when you include all the practices and everything else, that's massively important. So Cam came back from that surgery and wasn't fully healthy. He played again, but he wasn't effectively throwing the ball. Had a second shoulder surgery to try and fix it. Came back, played all 50, or played 15 to 16 games, 
and was somewhat effective, but there was no more deep ball. And the deep ball was always his best uh, best thing. That was his strongest trait. They built a whole offense around it in Carolina early in his career because he could do it so well. So once that disappeared, the stamina started to show up as well, where he couldn't even make the intermediate throws as often. And then last year, his arm was just completely gone. He couldn't hit any throw. He had a foot problem as well, so his body was completely broken up. So really, Cam like is the most unfortunate player in the NFL from a transactional point of view because he came, became a free agent at a point when no one could go and work out for other teams. Nobody was going to sign Cam to a big deal without having him on the field in front of him, putting him through an extensive workout, get, making him throw the ball 50 or 60 times to mm. see that his arm was actually functioning again. So this, in, in a sense, like, and I wrote about it at the time for Off the Ball, the Patriots had a perfect signing in Cam because obviously they let Tom Brady go. Belichick wanted to draft a quarterback in the in the draft, but none of them fell to the point where he was comfortable doing that. So he's left with Jared Stidham. He's left with Brian Hoyer, guys you don't want to be starting. So he went out and got Cam. And Cam is, like, he might not function anymore. His arm just might be done. His, his foot might never fully heal. He's saying he's held. He looks healthy in his workouts, but that doesn't really tell you because mm. stamina is a big issue. So he looks like he's healthy. If he is healthy, the Patriots will be one of the best teams in the league again. If he's not healthy, the Patriots are just left with where they were in the first place anyway. Okay, so it's a shot to nothing with potentially massive payback. Uh, fascinating. And Belichick has a habit of rejuvenating players and picking out players who've lost their way physically or uh, mentally and polishing them up and, and nursing them back to their former selves. So if he pulls that off here, then the post-Brady world won't be too shabby. Uh, and I guess we're not going to know, are we, until things resume? Well, that's the thing about Belichick. Like, Belichick, you've probably, even if you don't follow the NFL, you especially heard Jar, because Jar references Belichick every two days, I feel like. <laughs> but if you follow any sports in general, you will hear people talk about Bill Belichick because he is this coach at the peak of his powers every single year. He's incredibly good at what he does. He's incredibly consistent at what he does. Obviously, he can come in and physically make Cam Newton's shoulder better. But what he will do that other coaches never did with Newton is set him up to succeed better than anyone else. Yeah. Newton is... So if we talk about Patrick Mahomes, to me, he's a broad skill set player. He can do literally anything you ask him to do. Newton isn't like that. He's more of a narrow skill set player where he's got these incredible abilities incredible specific talent, specific traits. If you build an offense around that, you will get an outstanding quarterback and you'll build a great offense. If you don't build an offense around that, he'll still elevate everyone and make everyone that little bit better, but your offense will just be a little bit above average. Mm -hmm. If you put Newton with Belichick, the potential is to be have the best offense in the league, even at a time with Lamar Jackson, with Patrick Mahomes, with all of these incredible talents in the league. Okay, interesting times. Keen Fahey of uh, The Snap and his work, you can read as well at otbsports.com. Beautifully done. Thanks, Keen. Cheers. Thank you. The OTB Podcast Network.